Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Another episode of Matinee Edition. Hot Dog. Oh yeah, timer going. Ready, steady, Eddie. All right, this is another episode of Matinee Edition Hot Dogs. What do I got? What do I got? No, it's it broken. Is. It's broken. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just screwed over your shoulder. Yeah. All back for uh, long-time listeners. This is a long yeah. time. I mean, two episodes ago. <laughs> two episodes. It feels like a long time. Because, yeah. because you know, we're just, we're just, we're family now. You know, hot dogs, we're just, you're, we're in your house. We're in your ears. We're, you know, we're, we're creeping into your, into your, your dreams. <laughs> you say that we, we don't have friends. We got family. <laughs> we got family. It's the all about family now. Yeah, over here in we got family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mixture of Vin Diesel and Stallone. I can't. I, can't. I wanna. I wanna quickly shout out a podcast that I've been listening to that I think you'll like, and I think if you're listening to this, you'll enjoy. It's called Mostly Nitpicking. Nice. <laughs> I like. They, I like the name so far. <laughs> they uh, they break down different movies. Oh, like God. once a week for like three hours. Oh shit. <laughs> and they get it they judge it exclusively on the extraneous details. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or or how it relates to nitpicky. other films. Yep, that's exactly it. Um <laughs> they did Tokyo Drift a couple weeks ago. They're working their way through Fast and Furious. I just started following these guys, mostly because I found one of the guys on YouTube, Nando V Movies, who I've referenced a few times on this podcast. But um Totally worth it. Totally worth checking out. If you enjoy awesome. this, check them out. What's the name one more time? Uh, mostly nitpicking. Ah, mostly nitpicking. I'll have to look into that because that sounds fucking dope. Right up my it's, alley. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those great podcasts. Just like have on. Hell yeah. Because it's uh, enjoyable if you're paying attention, but then also it's just like it's one of those that can be white noise if you don't need it. Fair enough. You can like tune yeah. in and out. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Well, uh, here, I feel like. We're at number 57 on this episode, and we are, uh, you know, we're churning butter, man. We're, we're, we've been cranking out, good, <laughs> cranking out good stuff lately. These hot dogs yeah. are spoiled these days. Although, we still need them to get on Instagram and follow us at Old Heart Radio. There it God is. God damn it. And maybe How on about Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, there it maybe. Is. <laughs> and message Oatly. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have any Oatly in my cup on, on this episode, and that's distinctly Oatly's fault. They, they haven't been sending <laughs> any free oat milk for for this like this free airtime that they're getting. There it is. Those bastards. I'm coming so after you. Sponsor us for good, <laughs> or else. I feel like anybody listening just thinks we're it's just like we're just two crazy people yelling at Oatly every now and then. Yeah, every once in a while, talk about anyway. movies and yell at Oatly. Anyway, I swear, man. Once we get to 100 on this, they'll finally pay attention. Finally. <laughs> Also, Zack Snyder will finally respond to my interview request. Um, <laughs> Man, Snyder. We'll, right. we'll talk about HBO Max, but first, I have a small tidbit of news. Me and you are both Avatar The Last Airbender fans. Absolutely. 
And um, so on a conference call, this is about two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it had to do with the summer earnings of Viacom, who owns yeah. CBS, Nickelodeon, and all that. They're talking about how the reinvigorated like, enjoy, like fan base of Avatar, mm-hmm. they're considering, or no, no, they're not considering. They said expect announcements for a new series. Oh, interesting. But it would be well, coming to CBS All Access. Oh, what? Oh, God. Fuck, I, you know, right? it's, like, I, <laughs> it's no disrespect to CBS All Access. It's just like the need. I don't want to keep paying for more and more and more. Like I, I feel know. so weird about it at this point. Yeah. At least it looks like like Disney Plus and Hulu are going to be turning into one service. Yeah. But still, like <laughs> that would just be another fucking service. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've paid for CBS before because I uh, I love I love Star Trek, and so when yeah. they they're the they they only have they're the only streaming service that has Star Trek Discovery. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking awesome series. If anybody hasn't checked it out. Like it's if you like Star Trek, it's definitely like a really great update for like modern times. Some of some of the older Star Trek is not aged well. Well, yeah, I mean, like that's me and me and a friend of ours, Kelsey, we're talking about that. Like, you know, it, that's a whole thing. Like, tons of stuff that hasn't aged well. Star Trek has unfortunately become one of them. The uh, the original series in particular, uh, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, CBS is like that'd be interesting. I wonder if they if they would do like an animated show animated guaranteed okay amazing i wonder if the create if any if any of the original creators are going to be on board because you know they hopped ship from that netflix one both of them have like in their statements we're talking about how they want to do something else in the universe now because they've seen how excited people are dude i hope that i hope it's i i hope that that they come out with a good a good team on that because that's awesome here's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for an anthology series Ooh. that bounces around because there's so much fucking potential in that universe. That'd you be can, a great way to grow the universe really quick too. Absolutely. I mean like give us like do it like the Clone Wars where it's not like every episode is different, but like in like three to five episode arcs, you know? Fair enough. So you can give us like four episodes with the original Avatar gang, mm. but as adults. Or you could give us, then you can hop to like Kiyoshi or something. Give us a short Kiyoshi arc exactly like yeah that that would be fucking awesome that'd be ideal really because you know what like, i you, you know what i'd want to see what? you remember zaheer from legend of korra oh yeah yeah totally like, that dude him, that one of the best characters in that, in that give series. us give us what happened to the red lotus that sent them to prison because oh. that was when korra was a baby yeah and like that would be fucking imagine awesome. imagine old Sokka, Toph, younger tenzin lin beifong duking it out with those four dudes yeah while Z- and Zaheer was probably a badass non-bender at that point. There's exactly. so much interesting potential. I bet Zaheer could kick Sokka's ass. Oh yeah. He would need some help. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Sokka would have been old at that point. Exactly. Uh but dude, that yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. That's good news. That's great news. That's great uh, news. But but great news. I, I first is deceiving sometimes. Like I thought this, uh, this other piece that we we're going to, the, the HBO Warner brothers, man. Like, what a segue. What a segue. I know. Like it's, I just like, you have good news like that, where you get really excited about the creative potential. Yeah. And then you have it's this, great, like, it's great for audiences. And then you have this, like this news that Warner brother dropped where, you know, like they're transitioning 
It's a one year plan. One, yeah, but like the, but it's a bold fucking move, man. Like, yeah, it's a one year plan unless it works, and if it works, it's gonna be the future. But they're doing, but they're they're planning on pumping all these movies into like a single streaming service, HBO Max, right? Uh, and it's like it's just like it's it's cool at first on the surface, but then you start thinking about it, and you're like, where like. I mean, like, where's the hurt in this whole situation? Like, because like with with change, there's got to be like some sort of upheaval, right? Why don't we, why don't we do the good news on this first? Well, let's, that's what I mean. Like, there's it's a loaded subject. This one. Yeah, let's check out. I'm going to read out the uh, the movies that are becoming in this year deal. So from the beginning of 2021, actually starting with Wonder Woman 84, mm. and f- until the end of 2021, it's going to be all on HBO Max. So. Uh, January 15th, Mortal Kombat. Fuck yes. Yeah. Mortal <laughs> <Damn>. Kombat. <laughs> completely forgot about it, but completely excited. <laughs> I didn't, that's like so close is what's I crazy. Know. I didn't realize, I thought that would be a summer movie, but it's a January movie, which probably means it's bad. Mm, that's a good point. That's good. Dude, I saw something. Coming off the high of Wonder Woman. <laughs> I saw something about how January to March is where all the bad movies come. Yeah, fair enough. It's starting to change, though. It's starting to, like, February's turn becoming good. Like, the Valentine's Day movies are always good. But, like, January into into sometimes March mm-hmm. is where studios dump the bad movies because it's before tax season. <laughs> so it's write-offs. I was like, <laughs> They're that's all the write-offs? Yeah. Fair it's, enough, what, yeah. That's crazy. And then uh, January 29th, The Little Things with Danzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Aside from Jared I, Leto, that sounds like a great cast. I, was about to say. <laughs> like, I haven't heard anything about this. I haven't either, but I'm always excited to see what Denzel's doing, dude. He's been yeah. a fucking great actor since the get go. Uh, March 5th, Tom and Jerry. I Tom knew Jerry. that movie was coming. I don't know if I'll see it. But... I, I would definitely want to see it. Uh, <laughs> the Mini Saints of Newark on March 12th. No fucking idea. Um, Reminiscence on April 16th. No idea. Oh, this is a big one. Godzilla versus Kong, May 21st. Yes. I'm excited about that goddamn movie. <laughs> I, I knew you would be. I need, to, I need to catch up. I've only watched in this like monster verse. I only watched the first Godzilla movie. All really I want to see watching, watching, is King uh, Kong punch Godzilla in the face. Like I just want to <laughs> see it once, and then he can get fried for all I care. But Here, like, <laughs> So that first Godzilla movie in 2014. Yeah. I have the gripe with that. That it's the same gripe that I have with like the early Transformers movies. Okay. I don't give a fuck about humans. Give me Godzilla yeah. punching shit. Well, and that was their mistake, definitely. It was like they they tried to like bring it bring bring it from this like human point of view, uh, and it just didn't take. Like nobody was like asking for another yeah. like, try at like a human's point of view of like Godzilla showing up. And which is which has happened in like almost every Godzilla movie, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Like, and then you just get focused on like the the monster fight. But that movie didn't even have like a really good monster fight. The the best part of that movie was um, I forget was it was it Ken Watanabe? Yeah, saying let them fight. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the best part of that movie. It, it was, and but but the second one was definitely worth it. You see, that, you, there, there's there's like the the follow-up i think it was uh kong skull island no 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 kong skull i mean uh king of the monsters yeah 
So that that Godzilla movie was fucking worth it because you got like Mothra in there, you have Rodan in there, you actually see like some sweet monster battles, and you can see that they're really starting to like maybe embrace the idea of bringing back monster clashes, which is really what you want from those movies. (laughs) The coolest part of the monster fight in the first Godzilla was when Godzilla grabbed Discount Mothra and like shot a beam into into its mouth and (laughs) killed it like that that was fucking awesome give me more of that well exactly and that's what they followed up on with the with the other one that's good to hear skull island was kind of was kind of it was all right did samuel jackson say motherfucker probably i don't even remember honestly what what else has wb got though fuck uh in the heights which is lin-manuel miranda's next film interesting all Uh, worth checking out yes space jam on july 16th oh shit now we're getting some bangers. Get some uh, jam. The Suicide Squad, Definitely August 6th. Uh, the, emphasis on the, uh, Dune, October 1st. Yes. I didn't fucking know about this. Elvis on November 5th. Oh my God, they're trying. They're, ever since the success of the Freddie Mercury biopic, they've been trying to go hard on trying to do like music biopics. The Elton John yeah. guy, the Rocketman one, yeah, was like Taron Egerton. It was all right. Like it was, it was cool for what it was, but it definitely wasn't the same caliber. I feel like so many biopics fall into that category of exactly. like it's a movie that happened, you know, and yeah, it yeah. won't stick with me forever. Yeah, exactly. But and also, I heard about I heard that same thing about Bohemian Rhapsody. Like that, Rami Malek was. was Thank you. Yeah, Rami <laughs> Malek was phenomenal in it, but otherwise, the movie was. Uh, somewhat forgettable the other aspects of it i'd say may, definitely more remember memorable than the uh, the rocket man one fair at enough least. so but, then i uh we have king richard on november 19th yeah will smith I, the interest starring will smith yeah what's he what's the king richard movie have you like have you heard about I don't it you know. uh king richard tells the story of tennis superstars venus and serena williams and their coach and father richard williams played by will smith oh okay well, it's, a, it's a Serena Williams biopic. It's another biopic. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, sure. Uh, the Matrix Four. Next. Yes, that's fucking worth it. Yeah, with I'm still disappointed that uh, Michael B. Jordan didn't end up hopping in any of that. Yeah, fair enough. He's I'm, so I'm fucking just, good. I'm just More. so interested to see what the fuck they're doing with that goddamn. Same thing. here. So then, uh, release date. So these are all to be, uh, to be announced release dates. But Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Malignant. No idea what that is. Yes, I do, ma. I had to go for it. And the, those who wish to be dead with Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, Tyler Perry, and John Bernthal. That's a weird fucking cast. That is strange. I wonder what the fuck that's about. Yeah. Wait, I, I got the description here. Sheridan is one of America's is one of the most exciting American directors these days. It doesn't give us it's a it's being described as a neo western. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, So, (laughs) other than subscribing to another streaming service for me, like you have HBO, I don't. This is exciting for a consumer. It is, but Uh, as we've seen. On the back end, there's some issues and some backlash coming to them. 
Yeah, and well, that, and that's what I'm wondering about. It's like that's what I mean. Like it's like on the surface, you scratch it, and it's like this is pretty. This is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but like you know, like you already see some backlash coming potentially from like theaters. You know what? Like, I mean, I imagine that's a substantial amount of profit. Oh, absolutely. But but I but if I'm if I'm correct, the for one of the first things I read about this whole deal is that. Uh, the movies will simultaneously go to theater and HBO yeah. at the same time for about a 30 day period. And then it would just go to theaters. It yeah. just stay in theaters for a while. So um, I mean, some benefit, yeah. but then when you look at it, like, I mean, so few movies like have staying power past a month. True. And unless it, it's like a fucking blockbuster, man. Like, yeah. Or know, unless it's, it's not like a Marvel movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like, what was it? I, I remember like two weeks in Batman versus Superman, which is a bad movie, but it wasn't it's, rel- received well. it's, yeah. it's a relevant, it's a relevant example. Like yeah. two weeks in it's box office numbers dropped by 85%. Exactly. And, and so, you like, know, it, it's like, I mean, it's the, a the, cons- that- the consumer, Oh, sorry. Uh, the consumer, like the, the, the consumers are going to be like, it's much more valuable to just buy it, buy an HBO Max service for a month, and watch a movie that I care about, and then either cancel it or watch the plethora of other quality things that are on HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, I've said it on here before, but HBO Max is worth it already because yeah. there's just so much on there. Um, but you know, like it, it, it might. I mean, this is like one of those moves that could potentially change if it if it works in the favor of Warner Brothers and HBO. And people kind of buy into it and streaming, you know, goes up on that service and people are into watching movies at home. Uh, and the numbers in the theaters don't reflect that as well in the theaters. I, I, I imagine it could potentially change the way other, I mean, it could ch- potentially change like just movie, like this going to the cinema in general, man. It might, yeah. it might become less of a thing, which, which to me would suck, man. Like we yeah. talk about so much, like I miss going to the fucking movies. Do I feel comfortable right now? Definitely not. No. But I really wish I will someday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I mean, it's, there's a, there's a novelty to it. it yeah. It's not for every movie, but when there's a film like Endgame coming out, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be disappointed that I don't get to watch Wonder Woman in theaters. Yeah, dude. Like it's, you know, they dropped the, like, they dropped that they're going to start streaming it. And, and, but then they like shortly after you got these other tweets and people from people on the production stuff around it, that would be like, you know, make sure you have a 4k ultra TV and like all the, yeah. you know, like the highest def TV you can fucking get. And you'll really enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's like, that's the point of going to the theater, man. It's being fucking immersed and like yeah, having the surround sound and like as nice as it, as it is sometimes like I, to be in the comfort of your home, like, it's you know some movies just are worth that and yeah i don't know man it'll be interesting to see what this reflects on the industry so didn't you say amc is already looking to renegotiate some deals yeah yeah i read some like loose quote that was like i don't even know what that means but i read (laughs) a loose quote yeah in the wind (laughs) in the wind it it Uh, came to you and it was like some but it was something about you know like that they were going to try and like look at like how to renegotiate basically their yeah to make more a little more profit off the of stuff but like it, just just so, just so you guys know that's how that's how me and jared do all of our research for this uh for oh, this show it's all every week loose we, uh, I, I open up my door and I just look into the wind and i'm just getting 
a barrage of what looked like like uh, what, what looked like fortunes and fortune cookies. And then I lifted it up, and there's a there's a news tidbit from from a week or from a few weeks ago that I forgot. It's true, you know. Uh, sometimes I just walk around and I just hear whispers from people, and I'm just like, oh, news, news. They're just they're just talking to me, man. They're just talking about you know Warner Brothers and and uh, and uh, Mando and uh, and uh, Spider Man and like oh you know all this. Yeah, shit. I'm watching Legion right now, and I just couldn't help but think of the uh, like when he's hearing everyone around him. Oh yeah, HBO, Mandalore. <laughs> whispers in the wind man going uh, fucking crazy walking around but it, it'll i mean like it's it's just such a it's a fucking ballsy move by wb and i can't tell if it's like responsible or 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 not and i mean yeah. maybe looking at their lineup like we just you know kind of ran through it seems like there's only a few big names on there I don't mean to like knock the movies that we didn't recognize necessarily, yeah. but that just means that they haven't been put necessarily on the radar because we're usually pretty like. Dude, I mean, like AMC's on the chopping block though. Like, I'm not surprised they're trying to cover their ass. They lost nine hundred million dollars last quarter. Well, neither am I, and but and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that that's the like another that's the whole worrisome thing, right? It's like is is like if AMC goes down, how are other like you know one of the big names like how are the other cinemas going to hold up especially smaller cinemas yeah. like i think about like uh some of the small like smaller cinemas like around where i grew up like that like i don't know i mean like if people aren't showing up they're just gonna probably have to fucking close their doors for good like pretty yeah quick, I mean, you know what i mean i'm one of the most fun movie going experiences that i've had in recent years was going with you and uh nadine to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. At Olympia Film yeah, Society. Was so fucking. Oh, that was that great. Was a good night. Yeah. And, and everybody night. started fucking cheering when she hit the fan at the end. It was great. Everybody was fucking slapping their knees and exactly, like holding man. their stomachs in laughter and applauding the graphic violence on screen. And it was so fun. It was exactly. it was a blast. You exactly. don't have that experience at home. No, and, and yeah, so it, it'll just be like. I don't know. It's it, it's a really interesting move, and but like I said, like it'll be particularly interesting because it's not necessarily. I hate to say this about Warner Brothers, but they're not necessarily like, you know, pulling out a lot of big. They got the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. Yeah, in my opinion, Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> no, probably. Which actually, you know, that's like, that brings me to a thing that I'd heard about. So Legendary, the subsidiary studio that is going to be responsible for doom and or not doom oh, I dune to, i forgot to throw them in there but yeah yeah so they're responsible for dune and godzilla mm-hmm. are they are suing warner brothers oh really yeah so they were gonna sell because so they they bankrolled 75 percent of those films yeah, okay so yeah. and and Warner brothers gave them the other 25 percent and distribution rights oh dang so they were they were actually about to sign a deal with netflix mm. <clears throat> so i think for godzilla they put out the numbers for godzilla they had a budget of 115 mil and they were going to sell netflix for 250 million dollars oh okay and then warner brothers, warner brothers blocked it and like the next day made this announcement without giving that studio any heads up that's what i <sighs> I hate to say this because like, but like, that's, that's kind of it. It seems like perhaps this was a hastily 
made decision in in the form of like profitability for just Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know, like and not in the thought of like necessarily consumers and value and like how it will fall down the line, you know, yeah. in terms of like well, economic, it, economic what's in what's interesting is that like HBO Max, it it's I saw something about how what's gonna be what's gonna define how this rolls out and whether whether this actually does have staying power is if they find an efficient way to distribute the money that they're going to be making. If number one streaming mm-hmm. is enough. So I think I saw something that said that that's the other HBO, thing. Yeah. HBO max, they have 9 million subscribers right now. Mm-hmm. And for them to break even, no, no, for them to essentially be able to pay everyone and make a bit of profit from what they would usually expect to on an annual basis, yeah. they're going to have to get up to 35 million subscribers by the end of next year. That's I'm and that's a huge fucking gamble, man. Like I know. God damn. And, but you know, like it's just like a I don't know. It, it's it's just like a really weird com- like direct competitive move on their part. Yeah. And, and and it seems like like I said, like on the surface it seems really great, but you dig into it and it starts seeming like it starts just getting weird, man. That like you scratch it, it sniffs, you yeah. sniff it, it smells good. The longer you sniff it starts turning it's like pepsi <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway i'm kind of quasi excited but I'm, I'm i'm just also like kind of interested to see how it how it all falls you know yeah. am i gonna watch those movies on hbo which i already pay for yes <laughs> if I, yeah, can... I think i think like ultimately for the consumer that doesn't read into it at all it's gonna be a good thing yeah but at the same but it, time it like fucking over people working in the industry i'm not gonna look forward to not like you know just missing out on on the 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 effect of being in a theater you know same watching here. it on my on my screen is not going to give it the same appeal yeah. and and that'll drastically change how i probably view those movies in my first like viewing you know dude absolutely so anyway um we got about first viewings though like i literally we have to squeeze it in yeah i, I said we have about 10 minutes we got to talk about this i just watched the mandalorian chapter 14 right before yeah. this podcast it's so good. It How does this show my, keep getting better? I don't even know. I mean, like you mentioned it before, but this was directed. This episode is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, um, yeah. Which of Shark Boy and Love Girl fame? Well, of El Mariachi. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like, joking. You know, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but like, it was like, and it made sense when I heard that. Like, I was like, I was like, dude, this got such a western like gunfighter feel. Like Rodriguez would be perfect for like an visceral. Uh, which so it's so right right away it's cool to see like different directors popping into that seat man this season and this episode though was like so like a oh, i don't even know where to begin fucking like, move on showed up good old ming na wen oh yeah i know you love <laughs> in everything uh, oh yeah uh slide into my dms <laughs> <laughs> that's what the kids say right yeah that's what the kids say but she's a badass i was happy to see her back she would and she, Boba she Fett. Break me. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, that was the thing, man. Like, so it starts off really intense. And this is what I was loving about the series, the last episode, too. Like, it just jumps right in. So you just oh, yeah. jump right into them arriving at the planet that they need to go to. Uh, which, what, what was it called again? Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh, um, I just watched it and I forgot. Like, it begins with a T. It's uh, like Keflon or something like that. <laughs> so they, they show, they're already there. And like, he's already like, you, you visually see the temple. They park. He gets the oh, kid up there. Actually, I do have something about this, this planet though. 
Yeah. It's from Knights of the Old Republic, the game from the early 2000s. Oh, cool. That's a good callback. Like that temple is in the game, but when it was new. Oh, cool. So like something like 700 years before this show even takes place. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they just you know like they 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 I thought it was gonna take maybe like an episode in between and they were gonna like you know, no. the plan of the next one or something you know and so you know they get there he put they they sit he sits the Grogu on a fucking rock and yeah. like uh, for a hot second nothing happens right yep but. Oh my god! I can't remember if it fucking, happened. Before. Fucking slave one pans over. That, that was it. Like right, like you just you hear the ship go and slave one. As soon as you see that silhouette, I was just like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> fucking was, wild. I was just thinking though, like I was like, after all of his Boba, all of his shit that Boba Fett's probably gone through, how does he still have that ship? Like I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so so he shows up, but it's not just him. It's like a what, like a cybernetically enhanced Fennec. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty fucking sweet. It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> so it immediately sets this like awesome tone. Yeah, and they're getting tailed by stormtroopers. Yeah, but but you have this really great exchange between them, and it's a really important exchange between them, uh, where Mando and boba meat for the really for the first time yeah and like dude boba looks like a straight like fuck it he looked like straight out of the dune sea there for a second like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh he makes him put his jetpack off which i thought was like a really strange move in the moment during that scene and then like i immediately realized like it was just a huge setup for like later on in the episode yeah uh but it was just such a really great exchange, like trying yeah. to, you know, talking about his armor, talking about like, you know, not even alluding to like a ton of adventure, but, or, or what he's been through, but just like, I'm here for my armor. Like, that's what I want. It's my fucking, it was my father's. He yeah. says that line, like, I'm just a man trying to make my way through the galaxy. Uh, hey, I liked this episode. It was very much show don't tell with Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. Like it was, this episode was straight action for like 20 minutes of the 30 minute runtime. Yeah, and we exactly. didn't. They, they didn't need to tell us that Boba Fett was fighting with Mando, and that was that was like the whole like that was Robert Rodriguez a little bit. I think yeah. like you know like his you know he gives you like enough dialogue to know what the situation is, and then he just lets the action go. Yeah, and that's what you saw in this episode so hard, dude. Like yeah. as soon as those stormtroopers landed, yeah, she hit the fan, and it was awesome. That club thing that Boba had was fucking wicked. No, and you know like. There's nothing more satisfying to me in these in the movies or the TV shows than when the fucking stormtrooper armor shatters. Oh yeah, dude! I was just I was I made a note of that. I was yeah. like, when he, cause dude, he was cracking those fucking helmets left and right. Yeah, like, like eggs. Intense, it was intense. <laughs> and you you can also see Robert Robert Rodriguez. He has that visceral nature oh, to yeah. his to his filmmaking. Oh yeah, everything hits hard. You know. I, that's why when him and uh, Quentin Tarantino pulled that like grindhouse double feature, like yeah. it made sense that they were the two directors because like he doesn't shy away from fucking, he doesn't shy away from violence. And like, that's, yeah. that was definitely like, I, I, for this being a Disney show, 
that was kind of like a pretty intense violence on there, I'd say. Dude, Boba Fett took down two fucking <laughs> ships. That I know. Oh my god, dude. That was the other part. Like like yeah, when he like hits the missile, hits like the like I don't know, maybe like the fuel tank or whatever, the fuel, yeah. like the fuel area like on the one ship and it just crashes in the other and you're just like Boba Fett's back, bitches. Yeah, also, also, I guess they, they, they retconned back in the fact that Boba Fett's actually a Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, I watched this timeline video like a while ago, and they talked about how Django. I mean, yeah, basically, they like you're, you're right. They retconned him into being a Mandalorian, and and I was like, I think it's a smart move because it just connects him a little bit further. And they're trying to, they finally realize that Boba Fett's a fucking wildly popular character. <laughs> and so, they're, and yeah. so they're, like, they're giving him his own mini series they're trying to really like you know kind of build his lore a little bit which is only of like you, we're only getting that because the mandalorian was such a success yeah i'm just gonna I say remember, that right now but yeah i remember seeing something a while back and it was like favorite star wars characters from the three different trilogies it was it was like a debate what character that did the least is the fan's favorite and it was Darth Maul, just in just in the live action stuff. Yeah. Maul does a ton of shit in animation that we never see. But it was like Maul, Captain Phasma, or Boba Fett. <laughs> Who's the best? Because Boba Fett didn't do shit until now. He well, keeps exactly. his weird fan favorite. And he did virtually nothing in Empire Strikes Back or, or Return of the Jedi. Well, exactly. I mean, his lore was built in other form, in other media, really. Yeah. But, but you know, it, like that's why it's so cool that they're trying to like really push for him in like more of a spotlight. You know? Yeah. Dude, uh, I also love. Once again, I feel like I mentioned this every episode, but uh, shout out to Ludwig Gorson hmm. because the fucking remix that he does the Mandalorian theme for Boba Fett is amazing. Dude, it was. Yeah, as always, man. Like the fucking like. That's one of the things I love about this show. Like every yeah. layer of it, there's just like it's somebody doing like just amazing work, including, yeah, I know. Like, including the the fucking the soundtrack. You know, the, so, the, also also continuing to reference to greater Star Wars lore, the mm-hmm. fucking dark troopers finally show up. Well, yeah, that was the other the, the other thing. I saw that somebody online like really say to like, are are they cyborgs or are they clones and they look like straight cyborgs to me. I'm so not in, cyborgs, but like, you know, like droids. Yeah. In the, uh, in the extended universe, there's a few versions of the dark troopers. And the first version are essentially like the, the clones, they aged rapidly. Mm-hmm. So they would use the like decaying bodies of clones and turn them into cyborgs that were the first iteration of dark troopers. Dang. doesn't appear that this is the direction they're going because that'd be a bit too graphic for the Mandalorian probably but it was still sweet to see so they got baby yoda and yeah. it seems like they're fucking assembling the avengers now to go and get baby yoda back like they're going to get bill burr well yeah that's they, what, that was a weird callback though i was like i was like well, his character it makes though. sense though yeah i mean i guess he, he yeah it, it does but like they're gonna get gonna they're getting bill burr there. they got they're getting giacarano mm. do you think they'll bring oh, back Ro- uh, do you think they'll bring back rosario oh. dawson Oh. oh, oh no! He's frozen. You're frozen. You're frozen. What the fuck? Oh, you're back. You're back. Ah, here we are. Either way, damn you, Zoom. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. We so they're getting Bill Berg, Gina Carano. I hope they go and find Ahsoka. 
Yeah. So, is it doing it again? The fuck. Uh, it's it's a bit choppy. It's cool. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to edit this one. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, and they're gonna. What was cool though is like you got that blip of uh, Grogu when he was captured. I knew, I, I knew you were inevitably going to see what the fuck was going on yeah. with him on the ship really briefly. Just kicking the shit out of the fucking stormtroopers. Yeah, dude. He was just like, but but then he looked like he was force choking both of them. Oh yeah, I immediately called that. I was like, yeah, he's a he's a kid looking for he's taken away from his dad yeah also those nazi bastards have fucking child shackles yeah dude right i was like what the fuck i was like i never thought i'd i'd say that child shackles were cute but in this case they are yeah but i'm I'm just really like i i mean moff gideon like uh, what a fucking conniving motherfucker like he even knows though he lets he lets grogu like fuck up those two stormtroopers and then he's like, "Oh, now he's sleepy. I know." Yeah, he just, he just, yeah. I mean, he might as well have gone up, and, like rubbed his tummy, and like put him to put him to bed. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, dude. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Moff Gideon dies by the end of the season. I wouldn't either because he did, he hasn't he's been built up as like a dark big character, but they haven't yeah. really built like. I mean, like it's. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's. Anyway, I agree with you. I think he's not going to be around for too long. But then um, I do think that's when Thrawn's going to step in the picture and yep. he would act as like an overall villain that's been pulling the strings the whole time. The Thanos, you could say. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if Josh Brolin will play him. Dude, I've been seeing uh, Mads Mikkelsen's brother who voices him in Rebels. Oh, cool. Did a great job. Uh, they want, uh, There's a lot of people saying that he should come back and be Thrawn. Dude, that's what they, I mean, that's what they did with Bo-Katan and that like, I think is a really fucking solid idea. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it, it it pays it gives fans what like connective you know dude we're seeing it. we're seeing the the animation it's good shit it's ah, really good shit like ahsoka made Filoni, the jump man saul guerrera made the jump yo like we're seeing so much cool stuff actually what's crazy is that uh i just saw the other day that rogue one turned five uh, yeah that the other day mind, man that, that... <laughs> Like that's the like we praise it all the time, but it's like fuck that 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 is the movie that I think led us here. Definitely, yeah. The, the prequels or the the sequels were their own thing, but like Rogue One, I think is it directly set like a kind of tonality for what the Mandalorian could accomplish. Yeah, in like a series form. Because it's like it's I think the it being adjacent to the main story. Not directly referencing it, but being heavily related, and you can see the connective tissue going on. It's fascinating, exactly. and that's—I exactly. think that's what—that's what people wanted more of. Hell yeah! Well, I want more of the Mandalorian right now, man. I just wanted to put up all the fucking episodes. Four days, <sighs> four days, and then we—that's uh, the the penultimate episode of the season here. No. I'm curious what's gonna happen. I, I want—I want Bo-Katan to come back, man. 